happy Halloween in whatever way you celebrate. I hope you had a fun, safe day and evening. We went out with the nephews and niece and all their friends. We each kind of like, me and Leon were going to take the smaller kids out as the older kids went with their parents. Somehow this group is growing exponentially. (laughs) As the kids get into sports and clubs and school, like, it just grows every year. I think even last year, maybe the year before that, we only took maybe six kids. Total. Now to- we total? had like over eight 12. I thought our, it was like 12. Well, eight in our group. Sure. Probably about 12, 13 total. And then the older kids, they were too cool. They had to go out by themselves. A couple points that grind my gears. One, at trick or treating, not that many folks had their lights on. No, or decorations. Now, I feel you. Maybe still COVID stuff. Maybe you just don't want to interact with human beings. That's totally cool. But a lot of folks put buckets out, which I thought was neat. It's a neat way to kind of bridge that bridge that level of comfort. Now, why is out? Now, this is not our neighborhood. We went to my brother-in-law, sister-in-law's neighborhood. Pretty cool neighborhood, closed off. Why are our neighbors so dry? We are the only one with decorations or a light on. Like in sight. I have to turn a corner to see any <laughs> house that's actually decorated or has lights on. I appreciate the like three kids that made the trek down to our front porch. We're all about, you know, give to the community. Give some candy to the kiddos. But the fact that our neighborhood isn't lit up, nobody comes here. It makes me appreciate the few that did anyway. Like they're wandering to the deep. <laughs> They are into the dark abyss. For sure. And I'm not even mad they took multiple handfuls of candy. There's so much candy in that bowl and so few kids. I'm like, yeah, take two to three handfuls each. I don't even care. So I was talking to a coworker that lives in Minnesota. And he mentioned that sometimes it's actually snowing when it's Halloween. And I was so thankful. I'm like, wow, last year we got a ton of rain where we live. A ton of rain. Like, it was stupid. It was like monsooning. This year, the powers that be, the energies, they were flowing with us. It was it was a cool day, like 55 degrees. No rain. None whatsoever. It was perfect. A nice, early, dark day so kids could get started nice yeah. and early. It was perfect. Oh, should I tell them my mom dilemma? I felt so bad afterward. And I don't even think it's that big of a deal. I'll timestamp all this I think, if you don't care. <laughs> I think a decent amount of folks could probably resonate with this. So yeah, you definitely Yeah, should. from the mom's point of view, I think I was a jerk and I didn't mean to be and I feel like I should text her. But maybe you're, you're sending an important message for people that work from home. We're talking about two different things. Oh. <laughs> when the neighbor kiddos came over. Oh, that dilemma. See, there's always a mom dilemma. I'm, I'm already confused on which mom dilemma we're talking about. Do I just beef with moms all the time? No, go I ahead. don't know what you're talking about. Go ahead. So while no one in our neighborhood ever has a light on, no decorations, whatever, we do have a couple neighbor kids that are always the first to come trick or treat. They're quite small. So they just kind of come over. We're the first house they hit up and then they kind of go out of the neighborhood. And I came to the door, we were all complimenting each other on our outfits, and then I had the bowl of candy. And I was telling the kids, I'm like, oh, take a handful. Do you want other things? Do you like gummy candies? You can like trade out the chocolate if you don't like the chocolate. And their mom came up and said, only take one piece. And I said, well, aren't you moving? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, oh, then let me spoil them one last year. And she was like, all right. 
And then I felt like such a jerk the moment I closed the door. I personally think too hard on yourself. Accurate. But like my general life rule with kiddos, because we don't have kiddos, is like whatever their parents say, I will follow because that is not my kid. <laughs> Something wild I saw on Twitter. Do you remember the, the meme that's going around where it's no, this is relates to your point. You know, the meme that goes, it has like the guy like, oh, give me an opinion that has you like this. And it's just a bunch of swords. And he's oh, like, yes, it was the quote tweet was something like adults with no kids can give you parenting advice. And I was no, like, no, 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 ooh, I don't agree with that. No, no, absolutely not. No, I know my place and it's not giving you definitely, advice. <laughs> definitely not. But I'm on your side. It's cool to spoil the kids, man. Fuck that. And they're Love probably not going to get kids. Honestly, there's just not that many spots in our neighborhood to get candy. So I have a feeling you probably help them out a bit. I think I helped the kids out and not the parents. So we went trick or treating with like a bunch of people last night, a bunch of parents. We kind of split up, conquered. We took different kids. I asked before we left the house and took our little group of kiddos. I asked the moms this question and they said it is the adult's responsibility at the end of the night to take the candy, split it up to whatever. Like generally you wouldn't let your kids have the whole bucket or if you do, that's your choice as well. Right. You might give out the candy at segments of time. If that is your concern. They said, you know, sometimes we do let the kids go ham. (laughs) But (laughs) if a parent is concerned, it's not really up to the person giving the candy to regulate. It's up to the parent. And I was like, "Mm, that makes me feel... a one percent better there's some instances where well there's a lot of instances where i'm happy my parents are hands off because <laughs> come halloween like come halloween time and really any other thing <laughs> we were free to like go as far as humanly possible like we got together with other friends that were also free range and we were going like far and we, we were getting yeah you imagine okay I think when we went with these kiddos, they're anywhere from like eight to 13 or whatever. They might have had like half of a pillow sack of candy, maybe a little less than half. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, half. Like, less no. than half for sure. We would almost fill that. Like we're so going, you were so, we're going so far. And we're, they were talking about like trading costumes and stuff. Oh, we did that on the same street. <laughs> like we went through the one block, went to the end of the block. Hey, you get this mask, but I'll keep this body. Like you get this feature, I'll get this feature. Boom, go right back again. It was it was so much fun. I was trying to convince because everyone everyone wanted to go out and do a round two last night, and so I was trying to convince everyone, like switch your costumes at least. And no one switched. So every time we went up to the door, they were like, "Oh, you're back." (laughs) Yeah. One pro tip: those big, like the blow up costumes, but like the really big ones, like the small ones are cool. But I noticed the really big ones, one kid, it was like the lit up dinosaur bones. Mm -hmm. After a while, it does become hard to move in that. But him running was the funniest. It it was the funniest thing. thing. But even himself, he mentioned, I'm getting pretty tired. Like, can we take a break? And I was like, okay, that looks like a dope costume. Not great if you're trying to travel far. And then he had to stick back with the boring us. Yo, (laughs) did you notice there were a few parents that were driving their kids around? I did. I saw a line of like, I saw a line of like three vans in front of my brother's house yesterday. Whoever does that, you're an MVP, like maximal candy. Like we had to walk everywhere. So when I'm talking about going with my friends, like we're walking far. (laughs) These kids are getting shuttled. And as we say, the weather was perfect. It is the day after Halloween and it is pouring down rain. In true Northwest fashion. 
but it held out just long enough. But on to Sister Wives. I think it was a solid episode. We learn kind of a little bit more details. It's always annoying when we don't get new footage, but I mean, it is what it is at this point. Longer and longer as this goes on. And again, this conversation came up between you and I offline of what is the future of this show. It will eventually not be Sister Wives. It won't be the original definition. We're going to see grown adults living their own lives, dating whoever they're dating, almost nothing to do with each other. Any event they do together, and we're already seeing it this season, is so planned. As it goes on and on, they're going to start building lives with other people, but we're going to have these really awkward planned moments of bringing these people together unless they do things like, for better or worse, holidays or a family reunion, which honestly, I would love a family reunion, but it is never going to happen. I have no idea what angle it will be, but my prediction is that they will run this into the ground. <laughs> like This is such a popular show right now. I think we have at least a couple more seasons, but even if it ends up being us following separate families, my only hope is that there would be, how do I describe it? Just less set up scenes. Sure. I wish it would be... Like, of course, all reality TV, in a way, is scripted. It's set up. I mean, even all the way back to season one, two, when, for example, oh, we're going to go have a day camping trip and the wives are going to talk to the camera or we're going to all go to the pumpkin patch and Logan, being the head of this family, is going to open all the pumpkins for the kids and get them, you know, going on their pumpkins. Now, don't get me wrong. For example, Christine and David, like, I'm happy for them. I'm happy they found love. I don't know if that's going to be enough to pull me in. I'm speaking for the casual fan, right? Like, is that enough to keep you watching when the original thought process, I'm here to watch the sister wives? I think we haven't seen true sister wives in years, even already. And where I was going, sorry, I kind of got distracted. But with saying in season one, season two, there were set up scenes, but there was a natural flow to it. Like, sure, we set up the day going to the pumpkin patch. But, like, the kids could run amok. They, I mean, everyone was doing what they were going to do versus we're all going to sit at this table and have this conversation at this time about this topic. One of the ways I can see this show surviving, and mind you, this would probably only last a season in this case, would be if Cody courted somebody else. I know, and I would love to see it, but there is no way he's going to do a dang thing to make his soulmate, the love of his life, uncomfortable. Well, let's bring up this question then. Do you think, is Cody done? Yeah, he's a monogamist. He threw away the rest of his family. He's not a polygamist. No. You don't see him ever finding someone else? No, never. As badly as I want that for like the true like circle moment, it it just isn't going to happen in my opinion. I would agree because even my ask is very far-fetched and I don't see that happening. I think I would agree that he is done as well. But... That family reunion, if that was a foreshadow of an idea for next season or the season after, I would love to see that. Because why would you randomly bring that up? I'm going to hold out the tiniest grain of hope that we see a family reunion with everyone in one room. I'm talking including Maddie, Logan, Hunter, Mary is not going to be in Parowan. Like everyone, one spot, have a meal, avoid the people you hate. 
I think it would be so hard because it's already hard to get adults that even live in the same city together. Mm -hmm. They're so spread out geographically that it's even more hard. But I also think it would have to be something fairly substantial to bring them together. Not monetarily, but some kind of event. Because I really don't see all these people traveling to see each other at a point where they really don't like each other. Or there's all these webs of folks that do like each other and don't like each other, do speak to each other, don't speak to each other. I think it's going to be a huge challenge to get all of them to come together. Something I would take that I feel like we should explore a little bit more, even though I know there's been the book and all this, these interviews, I would like to explore where Mary is going in her future as far as her relationship with the other sister wives. Maybe they couldn't work as sister wives, but hey, maybe they can work as friends. I think that would be interesting. And if not, even the the inverse of that, of go deep, talk to an actual professional. Why could you not form a relationship? It's They're so broken between Janelle and Christine and Mary. Well, between them and Mary. Yeah, correct. I really do think Mary is so different than what she was back in the day. And... Gosh, even this episode, I felt so bad for her. And then in the back of my mind, I always remind myself, like, what a bully she was. And then I'm like, but, you know, everyone, you are able to change. People learn a lot as they grow up. So I don't want to totally hold that against her. But it would be my dream for these three ladies to be in the ex-wives club and live their best life and go on vacation together or whatever these gals want to do. So you think Mary has changed since then? Since, yes. Since like way back in the day. Yes. I wonder if that is fact. I just think she lost so much. There's no way you can't learn from it. Right? Because I don't see her digging her heels in the sand about her opinions and what she felt before. She had head wife energy. There is none of that now. Not wife energy. None of it. Not acquaintance. Any of it. Moving on to episode 11 specifically, we start off at Christine's house and apparently everyone knows McKelty is pregnant except Isabel and she did not want to reveal this in any fun, exciting way for her. She just goes, hey, by the way, I'm pregnant. Everyone knows except you. Yep. Even mom. I was like, oh, dang, we just we're not going to present this nicely. I don't know if I'm buying this very tiny storyline. Because this family, they're such chatterboxes and there's just so many of them. Do you really think Isabel didn't find out? If not, she had a pretty genuine reaction. Although, I don't get what the point of telling... She said everyone in the family. She said everyone. What's the point of telling everyone in the family besides one person? Or you just didn't reach that person yet? So you figured, well, we're filming, so I might as well tell them now. That's what I'm saying. Like, is there a group chat without her? And that's how she let, like, the older siblings know. But then, like, how would you let Truly know? Does she know because of her mom? Like, it brought up a lot of questions of how this, like, one middle sibling is the only one to not know. And then she is, like, the most unexciting way is told. The way she revealed twins was kind of cute, simple. I liked it. Just handing her mom the sonogram and being like, oh, look at it. Look at the bottom one specifically. And there's two little blobs. And that's how she kind of revealed to Christine that she and Tony are, in fact, having twins. Everyone's really excited. And in her talking head, Christine talks about how big McKelty will get. 
And I was like, we could have done without that. No one wants to hear that. No one ever wants to hear that. I don't know if this is because they're already parents, but speaking from my own perspective, if I found out I was having twins, I think I would be freaking the fuck out. Same. Not only thinking about how am I going to keep this thing alive, these two things alive, (laughs) if not more, clothing them. With a toddler. Food, diaper changes, nighttime wake-ups, feedings. I mean, the fact that, well, Tony was losing his shit, it seems like. Yeah. And I know... I think the community, a community of podcasters kind of gives McKelty, McKelty gives her shit kind of the way she acts sometimes. And I do agree this whole, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm having twins. What is that attitude? Can you be excited that you're pregnant and having twins? That's incredible. Or at least freaking the fuck out, like any emotion (laughs) instead of playing off this cocky, like, yeah, it's cool. Whatever. That's odd wasn't that a weird way to tell the story like she's so cool she's so cool she does not not even worried about having twins like, like it's, yeah i'm having twins it's whatever it's whatever i was like what a strange way <laughs> to say this whole story and in my head i went to okay i want to have that type of energy where i find out i'm having twins and it doesn't phase me at all no like, there's no point in my life there's no level of readiness where i would not be freaking out <laughs> Christine talks about how Janelle and her kind of had their own set of twins. I did not realize that Gabe and Gwen were four days apart. That's crazy. I mean, I knew kids were close in age, but not that close. Also interesting, they mentioned that both in the Brown family and in Tony's family, twins like aren't in their family. No, and new fear unlocked. (laughs) I know it just happens sometimes and wow. We definitely don't have any twins. Your cousin are twins. Well, they're kind. They're probably like third cousins or like fourth cousins, but we call them cousins. What if they it skips like two generations <laughs> and then mm, just never know? Uh, well, thankfully, my cousin already has a daughter and she did not have twins. Oh, you're right. Okay. Then we move on to Parawan with Mary. And she tells us the story of her 32nd wedding anniversary, which, wow, heartbreaker. She says that the past few years, her and Cody have been going out for their anniversary, but it's been more obligatory than anything in that he hasn't taken her out for her birthday at all. This translates to me that if they're going to do anything on their anniversary, Mary's planning all of it. Oh, yeah. She's the one calling, getting it done. Definitely not going to Mary Posa's. Where do you think they ended up going? At Flagstaff? Yeah. Well, it's one, it's got to be one of the two restaurants we've been at. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're right. He needs the discount. He's not going to pay full price for a meal with Mary. Yeah, it's going to be one of the two restaurants, either the Italian spot or the Mexican spot. Mary, it's brutal. So Cody did not call or text on the anniversary. Midway through the day, Mary decides, well, I'll just give him a call. And his response was, oh, happy anniversary. She says like, oh, we should go out for a drive or maybe out to dinner. Basically saying like anything. Give me anything. He says, "Mm, I'm watching the kids. Let me ask Robin. Excuse me? Uh, uh, What? Aren't you the patriarch? The head of this household. Are we getting insight that Robin is the head? Mm, That's what I took it as. Okay, a few things here. There's so many ways we can take this. The other thing that came to mind was 
did Robin have plans? Was she out and about? Did she have, did Cody have to reach out to Robin and say, Hey, can you come and watch the kids? I need to go out with Mary. It's our anniversary night. Also, you don't know that you're a terrible sister wife, but that was my thought process. Neither of these people work. But also, why couldn't you get the nanny? Thank you. Also, where I was just going to go. You have a nanny. You have three kids, like, above 19. At this point, I'm going to call them grown-ass kids. They're grown-ass kids. Okay, Brianna is 18. She's she's going to be graduating at this point, but everyone's grown. You can watch two kids that are not small. These kids are not little. Solomon's just going to be playing video games. Play with Dariella for like an hour, hour and a half, and then let her chill and watch a show or something. Very easy to hang out with kids at that age. Bake a little bit. I mean, there's so many little activities you can do to burn two hours, two and a half hours. Unacceptable. Now, I know we shouldn't always be saying like, oh, like you have adult kids. They can watch smaller kids all the time. No, but the fact that you have a nanny and they never watch these kids, I don't think two hours is out of the question. And if you feel bad, pay them. Maybe you should pay them anyway. I don't know how all that works. If people needed more context clues that all of these relationships are over, look at the way this conversation starts and how everyone is living their life in this moment in time. No one is aware that it's Mary and Cody's anniversary. Mm -hmm. I'm really talking about Robin being as she wants to be a great sister wife. Nothing is planned around their anniversary or giving Cody the space to have that moment with his wife. You see what I mean? Like no one is in that headspace that these are legitimate relationships that you need to maintain, that you need to make time for, and that they are important. No one is doing that. You know how we always kind of talk about like, is she brilliant? Is she a mastermind? Is she just completely unaware of her role within this family and how it all works? Her being Robin. Is she a mastermind leaving Cody with the children this day? She's going to go off shopping in a nearby Scottsdale. Or I'm going to make you as busy as possible on this day. That's what I mean. Or was it all just a happy accident? Like she just happened to be like, hey, I'm running errands this day. You need to watch the kids. No one else is going to be home. The older kids are doing stuff. One, I the fact that they have a nanny, I don't trust these older kids, honestly, with any child oh my gosh <laughs> i have a feeling they just don't they're just don't watch their sibling i mean i'm probably wrong and way off but why do you have a nanny why is all this happening like don't you step up and be like you don't need a nanny like i can watch my sibling it's not a big deal like you really can't because your mom has a nanny you well can't i can't help i think the nanny is an everyday thing Like, I think the nanny is coming over as soon as the kids go to school and they're doing the grocery shopping and they're doing cleaning, cleaning, meal prep. My joke was everything at Truly's party that like Robin got out of the fridge. That was all prepped by the nanny. But don't sometimes again, I don't have kids, but as your kids get older and they still live at home, I mean, your kids already had chores when they live at the house. Now that they're older, I mean, don't you in a way give them even more chores or at least charge them rent i don't know a lot of parents don't don't believe in that but you see what i mean like wouldn't you ask them for a little bit more help these kids don't have chores i would put money on that there's no way that's why there's a nanny that's why there's all this other stuff because the kids don't do that which goes back to my point is these kids cannot watch their siblings like it's just not it's just not gonna happen (laughs) see i even brought you full circle like you're with me now we're here we're on the same page i see where we're going 
yeah, the Robin thing is just brutal. I mean, how how hard is it to put in your calendar like, hey, remind me every year. Hey, it's this person's anniversary with Cody. Like, I need to leave him alone. Well, that's not Robin's job. It's Cody's job. That's true. That's true. Cody needs to be the head of the household that he pretends to be and figure out his life. That's what this all boils down to. Figure out your life, Cody. We cut to Cody's talking head and he says... When Mary called me about her anniversary, uh, I mean our anniversary, I said, well, I'm watching the kids. I needed a minute to think. I needed a reason to be able to say no in the event that I didn't think I should go. I had to think about it. There's so much to break down here. Why would you admit that? One, Cody uses these kids to get out of things all the time. Oh, and this might be one of our first bit of concrete evidence of that. And if we need to look back the last three years, the poor tender age children. Boy, this is just more evidence. Like if he doesn't want to do something with his family, he's using these kids. Yeah. Quick. Yep. No problem. That it was so quick at the top of his mind to use these children. I mean, he went as far as he called it an excuse. Like, I need an excuse yeah. to, if I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not okay. Why can't he just say, I don't want to go? I mean, that's not nice, but it's the truth. But instead of going at the sit down, you basically said it's over, which I know over the phone, it's not really the way to do it. But you could say, I don't see us that way. Like, I don't want to go on a dinner with you. Years ago, this should have been a sit down at her house. You can use these exact words if you want at this point. Just anything to get her to realize that you aren't putting anything into this anymore. And for her to stop putting money in this family pot. Even Mary breaking this down, the amount of work or in a way she's kind of groveling to Cody to Mm -hmm. do something, do anything with her. I'm just like, Mary, you're better than this. You deserve so much more. Like, please get the hint. He called Mary back a little bit later and said, let's go out for dinner. He picked her up and off they went. In essence, Robin gave him permission to go. Yes. Do you think she gave him permission or like told him he had to go? (laughs) Because it kind of depends on, again, was this planned? Was this not planned? Was it a coincidence? It's just another level to that. I'll give Robin a little bit. She probably told him he has to go. I think she told him to. Because I don't think he would have otherwise. He would have been like, nope, Robin's gone. I got to watch these kids. At dinner, Cody made a reference to faking relationships. This is some wild shit. As he's sitting across from Mary, he gestures that he means the two of us. He says, well, this. I don't even know why you bothered to call. He continues on. Well, we're not married. I mean, we're not living as a married couple. Mary felt in that moment, he stopped himself from saying they are not married. And that was a big realization for her. She says, all these years, this is how he has felt, but I haven't known that. So they tell us that they film all the time. I mean, almost all year. I I don't know what they're filming. We have all of this (laughs) cell film stuff, which pretty much everyone has talked crap about. Mm -hmm. And this sit down sounds incredible. And there is nothing, not even a self-filming. Is it because he was actually honest because it wasn't being filmed? Because he wasn't going, it was her word against his at this point. So there's no video evidence of how brutal it was. You know what's wild? Even in Janelle's 
birthday. They didn't record that. Now we have a merry sit down. They're not recording mm-hmm. that. Okay, so we're just not going to record anything where we're sitting down with Cody one on one. Yeah, these big key moments in this show. They just tell us about how it went. Like literally the last couple dates that we've seen with Cody, they are not going to be filmed. Nope. And absolutely no dates filmed with Robin. Not one. Don't you think the production company would have these important dates written down of key filming dates? I would put it in a contract at this point. There's no way I would let them get away with what they're going to film if they're not allowing us to film. Us being obviously the production company. Well, even as a fan viewing at home, we are paying. We are paying for this. Yes. And I don't think in our mental contract, we're paying for (laughs) self-filmed sister wives content. Like we're paying for a production company. We want production quality shit. We want these important scenes filmed. I don't want to hear about them. Like that's strange. Like this is a show. And being how we talk about fake moments, it might be hard to do, but why don't you recreate the sit down? I mean, hey, <laughs> oh, we're, no, hey, I don't know talking, if I'd want that. We're talking about fake moments. Now, again, they wouldn't do it because we're faking some stuff, but then we won't recreate the real stuff that actually happened. Like, I don't I don't understand what's going on here, but I think I might want someone to just tell me about it over a recreation. Oh, the recreation would be cringe. Yeah, but no, I don't so want to see it. It would be so funny. Cody reveals that around their 25th anniversary that him and Mary were in such a bad place that she asked him not to stay at her house anymore. Mary says she did ask for a break and Cody says that she kicked him out. Mary says, I never kicked him out. I never packed his stuff. I never told him not to come back. We joke a lot about Robin and Cody playing the victim and always playing the victim, so on and so forth. This is kind of another example of that. Whereas he'll translate any wife asking for a break as they kicked me out. And it's almost like these wives to protect themselves, they need to be very specific in what their what their goals are by saying something like this. For example, I want a break. This is not a split. I'm not kicking you out. I just need to work on some things or we need to work on some things. I'm not kicking you out, Cody. Man, but 25 years in, you wouldn't think that that was it, right? Like, even if you're the person, someone comes to you and says, I want a break. I don't know if you're thinking like, well, they kicked me out. That's it. Bye. I'd imagine in Cody's mind, it's a lot easier to read it as, ah, she kicked me out. Well, like, I don't have oh, to, yeah. I don't have to put effort in that relationship anymore. I can focus on other ones. The blame is on her. This is the consequences of that action. I am completely innocent. So this is the part in the sit down where Mary's trying to reiterate that, like, I'm not faking anything. Like, I'm, I'm in this. Then during dinner, Cody said to Mary, I have no desire to have a relationship with you. Do you understand that? This is never going to happen. Your life is not one that I want to insert myself into. Mary in her talking head says, I'll never forget those words. She says, this is the first time he has ever said this to me. It was very painful. And kind of speaking about him, she says, but you promised, you know? And this is where I felt so bad for her. Yeah, I can't imagine that sit down. I mean, what do you, are you, is your body getting hot? Are you starting to tear up? Are you crying? Are you keeping it cool? 
I'm crying and causing a scene. I'm going out with a bang. <laughs> this is the last oh, time yeah. we're hanging I'm out. Letting, let, it, let it be an event. Everyone in this bitch know <laughs> that you're a piece of trash. Yeah. Why not? I love that energy. But Mary did not do that, sadly. <laughs> no, she probably quietly teared up. They went home and that was it. That car ride. Oof. Oof. Thick energy. Thick the air. No, thank you. Is it you. just quiet? It's silent. Silent. Not even the radio. Back at Christine's with McKelty and some of the other kiddos, McKelty brings up that midwives won't birth multiples. Now, I'm all for anyone having home births or whatever their birthing plan is. That's so individualized. I personally would not be comfortable with it. A little devil's advocate? Is there probably a reason why the midwife isn't going to handle twins or multiple births well i don't think a midwife would handle any like higher risk births and i think any multiple would be considered higher risk and i don't think you can do a midwife if you're older as well like for example christine had a higher risk birth Mm -hmm. ended up having truly in the hospital so i don't know it's not for me i'm just scared of the what if i'm like you i am i am cool with everyone doing what they're comfortable with and what they believe in. But my opinion, hell no. I want every medical professional available. I want every fancy machine. I want all the resources available. If anything happens to my child, I need that to be immediate. I can't have this 10, 20, 30 minutes to drive to the hospital and something's going on with my kid. No way. Something that was interesting here, there's so many different stories and opinions just in this moment. For example, Christine's last birth was at a hospital with Mm -hmm. Truly. She had medication. After the birth, she seemed very happy with being at the hospital. She was. She was like, I felt nothing. She's like, this was amazing. (laughs) Why do we do do it any other way? It's interesting that after she's experienced all of these home births and her last one was at a hospital... She was still of the opinion of being okay with home births, considering that her hospital stay seemed incredible. I think recovery is just so much nicer at home. I think that's a huge selling point. Mm. Not only are you bonding with your baby at home, which is super nice. Mm. Everything you need is right there. Mm -hmm. I think that's a massive part of it. Sure. As to where in the hospital, there's just like a lot going on. You're hooked up to a lot. It's a very sterile, like environment it's not very homey i would imagine the fact that people are comfortable with the home births there must be numbers or studies out there of percentages of things going wrong in hospitals percentages of things going yeah, wrong I in mean, home births and it must be so tight that i think parents probably have to just make their own decision of what they're comfortable with i think so i i mean obviously i didn't look that up before this podcast but i feel like it does just come down to what yeah, you want because i mean if there was a huge discrepancy it would be a huge swing yeah to burst at a hospital it was interesting to hear the story of two parents that are divided though mckelty seemed to be okay doing another home birth and she tony wanted one. And, to- and tony was like hell no like i was so stressed so uncomfortable like no <laughs> we are not doing another one of these ever And they actually confirmed that this is their last time. Yeah. So they said, regardless, this was going to be their last kid, like their last pregnancy and bam, twins. Twin boys? They did end up having twin boys. Yes. Ace and Archer. 
Like how how old are these kids by now? I think one. I think I'm not entirely sure. It's wild. Would you name your kid after your video game character? No. No? You're not that like attached to it? I guess some names that come up in my head immediately are Spider-Man. <laughs> that is the current game. <laughs> Snake. Well, it'd be Miles Morales. Miles Morales. That's Big a pretty boss, great name. Uh, Joel. Um, who else? Yeah, no. You're not slick. I see what you're doing. Your name's Antonio, and all of your kids have A names. You're not slick. I got Do you think Tony's Antonio? He's Antonio. No, he's Antonio. I read an article, and it said his full name. (laughs) Okay. It's Antonio. You're not slick. I see you. Oh, okay. Then, my favorite, if we can get any sort of sneak peek, we are at Robin's house for Truly's 12th birthday. The kids look like they're having fun, they're being obnoxious, dancing on chairs, they're having a good time. I noticed that Robin bought a new photo background for Truly. We had pink and blue balloons. Interesting theme and color palette as this girl loves black and dark purple and all that stuff. But you do what you can. (laughs) I'm also being more comfortable knowing that the only scenes we're ever going to see inside of Robin's house are that living room, that living room kitchen mm-hmm. setup, and outside. That's and it. the closet with that mystery sheet covering up a bunch of stuff in their room. Oh, the wall scenes. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. The third one would be the wall scenes. Okay. That's cool. The Truly thing was fine. Isabel looked uncomfortable as fuck. I don't even know if she has any relationship with these kids at all. She doesn't want to be there. And I don't blame her. She was there to support Truly. Like, you let me know. You give me the signal. If we have to go, (laughs) uh, we're going. Robin talks about how it's kind of sweet that Truly has no memories without her and her children. And that's kind of cool. It's sweet. We both had an instant reaction to this. And we were surprised the community, there wasn't really much about this moment no there was not many posts i didn't hear a lot of people breaking it down but this meant so much to me i felt it was so self-centered like she's creating an additional line between her kids and the other kids there's been so many instances where robin is in some way trying to rewrite the past Mm -hmm. or in a way pretend like All of this time without her did not happen in this family. Mm -hmm. And the fact that you are putting Truly up on a pedestal because she has no memories of you not being in the family is a bit icky. And I think this goes back to, okay, I already don't think Truly has that good a relationship with you. I get it. She hangs out. You have kids that are the same age. But I'm sure she's not missing you like while she's away. But what what does that mean in the context of the other kids like they're not special because they had a life before robin joined the family but then going even further do you think you have a bad relationship with all of these other kids and is that because they had a history before you so you're thankful truly doesn't have that history that's how i took it it's almost basically she's thinking this child isn't tainted by all these memories of the past without me like, yes, we can start fresh. But is it like, are we saying that time was bad? That time's not good or that time is not meaningful or it led to you not building a relationship with these other kids. But 
that's not fair to say either. I mean, that's their that's their story. That's their history. You know what is wild about her saying this? The odd thing about this is when Truly was born and Cody is courting Robin, she probably experienced the least amount of time with her father than any other kid ever. Yeah. Ever. So gross. Also, oh, I can't believe I didn't bring this up. So cute. McKelty's going to go see Dr. Bean. That's who deliver cool. truly and i can't wait i we better see dr bean i need to see is he stressed is he cool is he about to retire like what are we doing i want an update on dr bean but you cut to christine talking to dr bean and cody's like off in the corner texting his girlfriend you know he's texting robin yeah not anywhere near the conversation of his wife in labor speaking to the doctor about what's going to happen just completely uninvolved and then let's not even mention before that while your wife was in labor actively in labor instead of being at the hospital you're kissing your girlfriend outside her home as she is preventing you from going to the hospital asking if you want snacks and following you outside it's so funny how they essentially try to run away from the cameras to sneak in this kiss ew that in in itself you know this is wrong yeah you wouldn't sneak around if it wasn't wrong soulmate soulmate sorry minor tangent but back to robbins cody talks about how he's concerned about the gloomy cloud hanging over them and how there is a strain kind of can the kids trust He says that Truly seems fine and Isabel seems uncomfortable. We get a little one-on-one interview with Isabel and she talks about how the relationship with her dad has never been 100% solid. And with the divorce, everything is rocky. No one knows what to do. So we see the most bland chicken breasts wrapped in foil placed on the outdoor grill. And I was very confused about this because I know when people go camping or even on the grill, you can make like foil packets of food, maybe chicken or like types of sausage cut up and veggies. And you have this nice little packet. But I didn't understand why we were doing that here in this case. And then he had them open and they were so pale and unseasoned. And I didn't understand. Like, what are we actually making? And why can't you just if it's just chicken breast, which that's what it looked like. Why can't we just grill them? Yeah, you were joking. Like, why don't you just throw those on the grill? Like, why are we doing foil packets on a grill when there's nothing even else in the foil packets? Because sometimes you can be like, oh, the juices are so good in veggies. But like, there's nothing else there. I'm imagining he's got some kind of seasoning in there and he's trying to keep it super moist and lock in the flavor. I don't know. But did you notice when he said... Actually, you called this out. There's only six pieces, so everyone grab a piece. Oh, I know. I was Okay, more proof that, one, the decorations don't look like they belong to Truly at all. So I think she just had those and the balloons. Two, you had no special food or food that Truly likes or not even enough food for Truly and her sister to come over. Like, if you mentioned, hey, kiddo, it's your birthday. Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to eat? I don't know if Truly's like chicken breasts. (laughs) (laughs) foil wrapped specifically but yeah he just says everyone gets a piece because we only got six i'm like wow that's great what a great birthday party why are you making six chicken breasts for like eight people (laughs) 
We see Truly blow out the candles, Robin whacking Ariella's hand when she goes to stick her hand in it. You know, classic Brown family moments. We cut to Cody who says, For the goals I had in my life, this situation is very disappointing. My goal from the beginning was for my family to be under one roof. I wonder if the failure was expecting too much with the one family idea. We might have been more successful in separate homes with the kids growing up as cousins. We wrote this idea for ourselves. We wrote a family mission statement and we shredded that mission statement. Now to break down the whole living in separate homes and as cousins, like yes, you grew up as one family, but that absolutely was not your downfall. The downfall was splitting up into separate homes. What does he mean raising them as if they were cousins, they are siblings? It's still amazing to me, even in Vegas where they had this cul-de-sac, yes, they're in different homes, but you would think they were in such close proximity that that time would be equally shared. But we know, I mean, that was basically when, well, it started before then, but that concept of Cody just staying at Robbins all the time, Mm -hmm. I mean, it started there. And I know it was a little bit before then, but that has to hurt even more that you're that close And you really don't see your dad that often. That's odd. To me, this whole statement and this whole segment is just Cody placing blame on yet another thing besides taking accountability of him not being there for his family. It's easy to say, oh, it's because we had to leave Utah. It's because in Nevada, they don't have big houses for one big family. We had to have these separate houses and that's the downfall. No, you had a cul-de-sac, which is one big neighborhood for your entire family. It's your fault you stayed in one home and you never parented. You did not interact with the other members of your family. That's no one else's fault except yours. I loved the replay of the purity speech. It brings me such joy and I wasn't expecting to see it at all this season. Wow. We get a great director question to Cody. Have you heard from Maddie at all? Didn't that feel like it was out of the blue? Well, I think they're asking questions constantly in these sit downs. And maybe the way it was asked, he didn't. You couldn't use it without the question being there as well. Mm -hmm. So that's probably the reason why we saw it in this way. Well, I guess they were hinting a little bit because the fact that Isabel lives with Maddie Mm -hmm. and them. So there's that connection. And then Robin asked, should they went to church together and all that stuff? So Cody says, no, I don't know what happened. During the breakup with Christine, Maddie stopped reaching out to me. She quit reaching out. Janelle is quick to point out that Maddie stopped reaching out because of Cody's behavior. It's amazing the way he spoke to Janelle in that argument. And you just expect your kids to respect you and try to keep in contact. I mean, I don't even think you've apologized to Janelle. Nope. Just never talked to her again and then was like, oh, what do you mean we can't pretend everything's right at your birthday? Robin says that her kids have really missed their siblings and there seems to be a weird wall we can't figure out. And I just would like to add that she added many bricks to that wall by texting Logan and McKelty that she's not talking to the family and that their kids are not participating in the gift exchange and to not talk to them anymore. Oh, but she just doesn't know why they can't get through it. Okay. I think the fact that everyone's so grown out, they're in such different places. Unless they were incredibly proactive about building these relationships, they're not going to change. 
The younger kiddos, I just think there's just such a disconnect that, again, it's going to be really hard for the adult kids to have some kind of bonding moment with the younger children if it's not very proactive on all fronts. Yeah, but I think they do put in good effort. Like, for example, Logan throwing Savannah a birthday party Mm -hmm. and the graduation party they also had and how Isabel always likes to do stuff with Truly. Like, I think it's it's as good as it could be, I think. Maybe not necessarily with Robin's kids, though. I think it would just be tough if those kids are not comfortable with their father and just don't want to be around him. It's really tough to do anything with those children, considering the only way you're going to do something with them is if you go to his quote unquote home, but you know him and Robin's home. Yeah. I just don't think they want to do that. It's not a neutral ground. Like it's it's really not. No. And I can't that can't be the expectation. Like, it's funny how Cody can say, I have love and respect here. I'm like, well, your kids can say, I feel like I don't have love and respect there. Exactly. One more thing about the birthday party at Cody and Robin's. Cody made a big deal to say it's family tradition to go around the whole room and everyone say something about the birthday person. I don't think we did that for Truly. I feel like they would have shown that. I want to hope that it was just cut out. I know. But we did not see that. They better have, considering we saw it for Ari. Ariella and Solomon were like, who is this? (laughs) Wait, what? I'm supposed to say something I like about him? Ooh. Now, for Janelle's birthday, Gabe and Garrison and Savannah were so sweet. They made planter boxes for her to have a garden at Garrison's house. I love this. I'm a gardener as well. Not a great one, but I really enjoy it. A few things here. I'm wondering how far apart they live because this being Janelle's garden, she'd have to come in, take care of it and whatnot. But here's the thing. If you were in Garrison's spot, would you want your mom coming over potentially every day? <laughs> maybe not, but maybe on those days, he's like, I have a day, I'll water your garden, I'll send you a photo, bye. <laughs> we also find out that Gwen is not moving in with Gabe and Garrison, but I assume this is because she met her partner. More than likely. I didn't think it was anything bad. No, And even no, Janelle and them said they just thought it wasn't a good idea at the end of the day. Cody says... What I said to Gabe was, once you graduate high school, my obligation to you shifts. It's an obligation of mutual respect. If it goes bad, get your own place. Remember, it's my home, not your home. I'm so thankful my parents never said anything like this to me, ever. Like, they've always said, like, this is your home. You're always welcome here. Now, in my 30s, they're still like... You want to move in? Do you want to... Spend the night. Do you want to have a sleepover? I am still very much a part of my family's home. I don't know if, I mean, I know we give Cody so much shit, but man, is this a part of just, you just have so many kids and it is this whole, this pathway of you got them, you raise them and then you're out of here and we got to move on to the next one. Like we we, like, (laughs) it's just like, it's almost like a factory, like in and out, in and out. Like we don't have time to just keep focusing on you. We have all these other children to focus on. That would be fine if everyone was held to that standard, though. I would agree. You can't be playing those favorites. Janelle is still talking about a greenhouse on Coyote Pass. She says if they ever pay off the land, she says it's crickets, and I get the runaround whenever I bring it up. It's wild that Cody, he's essentially annoyed that Janelle always asks him about it. But I'm like, 
you're the idiot who sold us on this dream and mm-hmm. nothing has happened to this property in like six years. The audacity to be annoyed that you moved an entire family here and then to say like, oh, don't pester me. Don't ask me. What do you mean? Like, dude, we're not we're not young. No. We're like in the last half or third of our life. Like, oh, I need God. to be well. <laughs> oh gosh. Hopefully it's a hopefully it's the half, but like I want to be in my nice home, my casita, chilling with my garden. Like I don't want to be moving around. We get the preview that she's moving to another apartment. Like she's probably like, mm-hmm. I'm done moving around. I want to yeah. build this home and just chill. Cody says, we're going to get the property paid off. Janelle sits and pesters me about it all the time. She's asking, 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 pestering, but not really helping. What more could she do? She moved into an RV, sir. (laughs) Did we have confirmation that Janelle gave up her plot? No, she definitely didn't. Okay, thank goodness, because I am still have that fantasy in my mind that Janelle builds on that property. Again, speaking of them, it was just one unit. He's like, well, Robin and I still plan on building it. I'm like, dude, you got to fucking stop that. Well, he's saying that because him and Robin still plan to build for all of Robin's kids. That's your theory. Yes. It's, I mean, it's not bad. No, it's, it's for sure because they're going to be down the street. I want Janelle to be right there in front of them. I know, on that big plot. I want I want her to be there with her cowboy. <laughs> I know. Suntan and sunbathing, whatever, right in the view of Robin. Kids visiting. Robin on the hill looking down at Janelle. <laughs> Janelle's just flipping her off. <laughs> the dream, right? The next scene we see is teaching truly how to ride a bike. We get a flashback to the absolutely worst bike riding teaching technique I could have ever imagined with Cody and Truly when she was much younger. As she's already crumbling and freaking out as a kid, him getting down to her level and saying, there's no crying in baseball and her going, well, this isn't baseball. That's so sad. Also, what is he trying to parrot? Like a league of their own Tom Hanks yelling at the women? Stop. Thankfully, we had a much more gentle approach, though I'm very sad that that moment kept truly off of a bike all these years. You know what's wild? The thing that makes that scene even worse to think about, this isn't a man teaching his first child how to ride a bike. No. This is like child number 17. Yeah. And this is how you teach someone how to ride a bike. No patience. This is how you teach someone anything, any child anything. Anything. You know, there's always like memes about like your parents teaching you how to do math and it's just you crumbling at the table. What's two plus two? Cow. And then like, yeah, that is the scenario with bike riding. I really wish Christine and the family took Truly to like a park, an open parking lot, just somewhere with tons of space. Because having this driveway and then a super busy street is kind of terrifying. Like, do we know if she knows how to stop? Honestly, Mitch probably felt that they were all trash instructors. I know. And he's like, I got to fucking take over. This is ridiculous. He said there's too many voices. AKA, shut your mouth. (laughs) And it worked. And he was so nice. Got on a bike next to her. Showed her how to walk with it, which can kind of mimic a balancing bike. I love that idea. She wasn't ready. She started to spiral a little bit, saying like, next year I'll be taller. Next year I'll be taller. And they're like, no, not next year. Just do it. (laughs) 
Well, in the end, she did not end up riding a bike. I think we are so much further than before the day. She's making great progress. And like, it sucks she is going to fall. But once you fall and you get back up, it's not too bad. Leon and I were just talking like last summer, I fell. just totally on my side. I was going up a little hill. There was a red light, so I had to stop, and I went to stop, and I just fell over, (laughs) banged up my knee. Dude, like a few years ago, I was training for a sprint triathlon, and I fell on the bike. Yeah. Whatever, and I was like 27 or 28 (laughs) at the time. Like, truly, it's fine. You're going to fall as an adult, too. Like, not a big deal. And let me just point out, falling as an adult is way more traumatic. That shit hurts. As as a kid, I would just get back up. I remember knocking the wind out of myself and just, like, eventually catching my breath and getting back up. But, wow, as an adult, I was like, leave me. Just leave me here. I'll find my way home. (laughs) Yeah, the bruises just take a little bit longer to heal. They really do. Uh, Then back to Parowan with our last scene with Mary. She's kind of reflecting on the early portion of her marriage with Cody. She had a lot of doubt. She questioned if he would always love her. And he was always really good at reassuring her. She says the fact that we did love each other. I thought that would mean something to him. Mary tells us that Cody has told her. I've never loved you. And I never felt like that about you. I was trying to affirm it. This is wild because it feels like he says the exact same thing to every wife. Isn't that crazy and so insulting? Like, oh, I'm just going to reuse this excuse over and over again. I never loved you. How dare you have a kid with me? How dare you suggest for years IVF? How dare you and Robin? You know what this translates to? I never knew what love was until I met Robin. Oh, disgusting. I know you're right. That's absolutely it. He didn't know what love was. He knows what it is now. He knows he doesn't love these women. But don't. There are things that you can just take to the grave. That's, that's just not the right way to do it. No, it isn't. You can be honest without being cruel. This is cruel. Mary says that's a bunch of bullshit. Ask anyone we knew. They would know that's a bunch of crap he's spewing to justify how he feels now. And as much as I'm rooting for Mary, she then sends the next thing, which makes me just kind of whiplash. I'm like, dang it, Mary. She says, I've always had a pretty good relationship with Robin and I freaking love her kids. I have every intention to still keep a good relationship with those kids as long as she and Cody are willing to let me. These kids visited your house for the first time last week. Stop. End it. These kids' parents are not doing anything to encourage the relationship. Yeah, besides the rare nice moment of hang, you know, hanging out with kids is fun, right? And you get to do fun stuff. But how much are these kids, how much value are they adding to your life, Mary? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that much to put in that amount of work, especially if you're going to be living in Parowan. Like, I know you're already going to be making the drive down to film, but... Are you also making drives down to hang out with these children? Like, are, are their parents even putting in that effort? I doubt it. They're definitely not bringing those kids up to visit you, to no. visit Aunt Mary. That's not happening. No. I loved Mary opening up about how Cody didn't want to tell anyone anything. She wanted to be open honest. She said, this is our story. Let's discuss it. Be open about our relationship. Cody said, no, I have so much criticism already. Let's keep this between us. Mary says she's not going to hide for the rest of her life. This is her story, too. 
And she has a right to tell her story. It's wild in Cody's mind. He's saying he has all this criticism. I imagine he thinks it's non-valid criticism. Yeah. Isn't that so frustrating? Very frustrating. At the end of the scene, Mary says, I see two options. Keep living as I have for the past eight years or so, which is a freaking amazing, badass, independent person that is officially married to someone, but not emotionally, and I can keep doing that. Or I can terminate it. I can take the steps to move forward and be done with it. But that doesn't sit well with my values because I didn't marry Cody and make this eternal covenant just to be like, "Mm, it's not working for us. I think I'll peace out. Right now, I don't know what to do about it. I get Mary's going through her process, but I know we give Cody a lot of shit as far as it seems like he won't end the marriages. He relies on the wives to leave him, but I think he said enough that states like, I am ending this marriage. I think he said enough that Mary is free to go. I agree. I think that this is just a confirmation that he finally did say it all. He was very direct. I mean, there's nothing more to say. It's on to Mary to process, but staying is not an option with what he said and how he wants his life to be. Like, she'll just have to go through that and figure that out herself. It's always interesting to me, though. I know he's ending this marriage. In some ways, I never get the feeling that he wants to maintain the friendship. No, nothing with like He Mary. says we're kind of cordial or he'll say we're, we're whatever the hell he says. But I don't get that he wants to be a friend. No, but I still consider Mary a part of the family because she has a kid. She has Leon. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, you were wife number one from the beginning. I mean, I think if there was a reunion or family events, you should be invited. And I don't mean like Christine's birthday. I mean like family-wide events or events for the kiddos. I hate knocking Mary, but the way, like she mentioned, she's lived for eight, realistically more than that. She just wanted to lessen the blow. Eight years. And that Leon is one of the older children and mm-hmm. had, you know, has been, been away for a long time. And the way Mary's been living, I'm sure to the family... It's felt like she's really not been there for a extremely long time. I'm sure moments go by where people just don't think about Mary. That's so sad. It is sad, but I mean, it it is sad, but I'm just stating, man, I know she wants to be a part of the family and feel like she is, but they've probably not thought about her in a while. Yeah, but then you have Robin doing mixed signals of just stay with me, please. Cody will come back. It's amazing that someone can do that because I know for a fact, if these relationships were rock solid and he was equally splitting time, I don't, I think Robin would have a very hard time with that, which is fascinating because she's the all knowing polygamist. Yeah, no, I don't buy it. Anything else this week? No, no. I know we talk shit about the self filming, but it was a good episode. We got this sit down, even though we didn't get to see it. We heard the breakdown of the events that took place. And there's no doubt in my mind it occurred exactly how Mary said. She has no reason to lie. She doesn't want this to be how it is. No, if anything, she, she doesn't want this to be her truth. Exactly. So I fully believe it happened exactly how she said. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you had a good Halloween. Have a good week and we'll be back towards the end of the week for Married at First Sight.
Thank you all so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Take care.